I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ashley Jones. I'm the communications director here at the Calvin County Area Chamber Visitor Center. And today, I have a very exciting business toolkit webinar series. Uh, we are joined by Christy Kochi and Christy Hallweiler, and they're going to be talking to us about American Sign Language and how to interact with those that might visit your business or work at your business, especially if you may or may not have an American Sign Language interpreter on staff. Um, and Dean Evans today will be joining us as our interpreter for this event. So I want to thank him for his hard work. <laughs> but uh, yes, we can go ahead and get started whenever you're ready. Okay, great. Well, sure, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen to start with. And there it is. And Christy, let's let you begin. Well, I'm going to begin by talking about how to interact with deaf people. And you know, there are a lot of places um, where it's not, it's not usual to, to meet a lot of deaf people. So we just thought this would be a good opportunity to share some tips you know, about what to do for when you are uh, presented with deaf folks in your place of business in the future. And I am Christy Kochi. I'm deaf. I moved to Oxford from Georgia. I live near Atlanta, uh, but I moved here probably 16, 17 years ago. I've been here ever since. My husband is deaf as well. We have a deaf daughter and a hearing daughter. And some of you may know me. I um, used to work as an accounts manager at M2 Connections. Uh, which is an internet provider in the area. Some of you may have been our customers in the past. <clears throat> I'm now working as a deaf mentor for the state of Tennessee and the state of Georgia. And hi, I'm, I'm Christy Howler. And I'm from Minnesota. I moved to Alabama about six years ago. And I live in Oxford as well. Uh, I'm deaf and we've got um, deaf and hearing children. Uh, so we have um, as well a mix in our family. Um, I work as a family services coordinator for The Real Project, which is part of AIDB. And also I work with uh, Hands and Voices of Alabama. And I'm I'm Dean Evans. I'm an interpreter here in Alabama. I've been interpreting for over 31 years now. I work both in Alabama and Georgia. And Christy is saying, well, we've, we've got a list of topics we'll be covering this morning. And we may be the first deaf people that you've ever met. You may have never met someone who is deaf before. But... Um, just remember, we're used to being in the hearing world all our lives, and so this is nothing new to us, while well, it may be something new to you. So we'll be talking about how to approach a deaf person, uh, how to make deaf people feel comfortable when you do meet them, ways you can communicate with a deaf person. We've got some what not to do with a deaf person, and then we'll describe some of the real-life experiences. We've had some examples to kind of help you get a better idea how to deal with deaf people how to use an interpreter, you know, what is the interpreter's role? How does that work? And then finally, we'll probably share a few basic signs with you just to start off with. 
So how to approach a deaf person? Uh, you know, if a deaf person comes into your business, your store, what have you, and they can't hear you, you're saying, hi, how are you today? You know, just remember deaf people really typically depend on our vision. And so if, if you say hi and somebody doesn't respond, or maybe you notice hearing aids or you notice us signing um, and you want to come over and say hi, a good thing to do is get into our, our eyesight range. Okay, we don't, we're not saying get up in our faces, but just get someplace where we can see you and kind of wave at us, say hi, smile, uh, you know, be very aware of your expression because some people may not realize they're, they're making a face, you know, when, when we say, oh, hi, I'm deaf, and they respond with a face, you know, <laughs> they look shocked or they look frightened or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, but you know, it's, it's fine. We know we're deaf. It's okay. Um, be willing to have pen and paper ready uh, to communicate. Um, and also treat us just like any other person you would, that you would have in, in your place of business. Uh, just communicate any way you can. We'll talk about different communication methods a little bit later as well. And I would like to add, you know, Normally, you've got hearing people who come into your place of business. Uh, just treat us the way you would them. You know, make eye contact with deaf people the same you would hearing people. Just let us know that you're aware of us, uh, that you see us. And, and then, you know, typically we'll go about our business and do what we typically do. Just say hi. And again, ways to just tips on how to make us make deaf people feel comfortable when we're in your place of business. Uh, or if we're working for you, even. Um, of course, you know, this. just treat us like a normal person. Uh, you know, you may view deaf people as a person having a disability and, and kind of, you, you may not know how to act around us. You may think that we need special treatment. Well, pretty much we don't. We just wanted to be treated like anybody else. You know, wave and be friendly. Say hi, say hi like you would anybody else. There's no really special way to approach us other than to just wave and say hi. Um, show us where you're going to be. If, if we need help, just say, I'm going to be over there. You can gesture. That's fine. That way we'll know when to, where, where to find you if, if we need help. Um, show us where you may have paper and pen or pencil if, if we need to communicate with you. Um, it may be up on the counter or on a desk somewhere, and that's fine. Lastly, please be patient while communicating with us. You know, uh, it, it'll take a little bit longer to communicate with a deaf person uh, than you can just talking to a hearing person. And, you know, that's kind of natural for us. Um, again, we don't see ourselves as, as disabled people. We don't see ourselves as different from anybody else. We're just like you. Um, so again, just treat us like you would anybody else. Um, it, hearing people famously look at look like deer in the headlights when we introduce ourselves as someone who is deaf to them, they get this this lost expression on their face, and we just want you to let, to let you know that it's okay. It's going to be all right. Um, you know, there's no need to to act like like we're going to bite you. Okay, calm down. We're not going to bite you. I promise. Just be friendly and say hi like you would to anybody else. It, it'll be it'll be fine. I promise. Um, just let us know how, how you'd like to communicate with you. And again, just be aware to be patient with us because it'll take a little bit longer. Those, those are the most important things. Moving along. 
This is a little bit longer. Uh, so Christy, interrupt me if, if you have anything to add while I'm going through this. You know, it's important, uh, I would say, follow our lead. Some deaf people will want to write. Some deaf people feel comfortable gesturing or pointing or even using our voices. So just kind of follow our leads. Uh, be open and receptive and just try to communicate with us. Um, we'll have a positive interaction and everything will be fine. And remember that there's no one size fits all approach to communication. Um, there's no, honestly, there's no typical deaf person. There's no such thing. We're all individuals and each person has our own communication needs and our own preferences. So once we figure out how to communicate effectively, we'll just work together and do that. You know, we, it may take a minute to try to figure out what works for both of us, but just remember, be flexible and be creative. Um, and if you are signing, if, you, if you're trying to sign with us, um, that's fine. We appreciate that. If you know a little bit of a sign, rather than to avoid it because you feel awkward about it, go ahead and, and sign if you know some, because we do appreciate that. Um, and don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I only know a few signs. Look, a little bit's better than nothing. It helps us out. We, we appreciate it. If you can fingerspell and sign with us. Now, sometimes people come in and, and um, the hearing people will say, how do you sign this and that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not here to give an ASL lesson. <laughs> so maybe let's not do that. But I do appreciate that you're trying. And you, you'll find that most deaf people are very patient with you. You can fingerspell, especially if it's simple things, but we, we're not gonna want to fingerspell an entire conversation. That, that kind of is exhausting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, for me personally, a paper and pen is kind of tedious. So I'd rather just like text back and forth or use, use a phone or something to message back and forth. However, if I, if I hold my phone up to you to, to have you read what I've read, please don't take my phone from my hand. You wouldn't want me taking yours from you. Um, even if it's just gesturing, that'll help us make us feel welcome and valued because it tells us that you're trying to communicate with us. Don't go overboard with your gestures. Keep it simple uh, and direct. Some deaf people will try to speak to you or will speak with you. Sometimes deaf folks don't have the clearest speech, um, even though they're trying to talk with you. So if we speak and you don't understand us, ask us to repeat it, that's fine. Or just let us know that you don't understand and you'd like to write notes. Some deaf people can lip read, but not all deaf people can lip read. Keep that in mind. Uh, it's important to keep eye contact with us. Please don't be looking everywhere but at us, because sometimes if we do lip read, we need to be able to see your faces to lip read. Masks are tough. Masks are tough. You know, we, we can't see people's uh, mouths, and some folks don't want to lower their masks, and we understand and respect that. Do what you need to do to feel safe. Um, don't yell, and don't exaggerate your mouth movements when you talk, because that just makes it harder to understand you when you're saying, how can I help you? Just speak normally and maybe a little bit more slowly than you typically would, but don't overdo it. Also, don't mumble. Just speak, speak normally to us. And, you know, nobody can, can look, read 100% of what's being said. I actually looked on Google and it said that about 30 to 50% is all anybody is going to pick up from lip reading. So folks tend to miss a lot, even at the best times 
while lip reading. Just checking in with Dean, making sure I'm not too far ahead of him. Deaf people are visual people. We depend on our eyes because we can't depend on our ears. So we prefer eye contact. And, and again, some folks will be able to speak. I know people who know me pretty well and I'll speak with them. Um, and they'll be able to understand me because they know me so well. But they also know to look directly at me if they're talking. Uh, but you know, when you're talking to other deaf people, you don't require eye contact, so you may turn your head. So just keep in mind that if you are talking with a deaf person, keep that face turned toward us. It's a hard habit to build, but, but, but you can. Um, technology has come a long way. We've made huge strides and deaf people have seen a lot of benefit from that. And I think um, Christy will explain a little bit about the video phone. Christy is saying video phones, we call them VPs. Um, they allow you to call through what's called a relay service. And there are different companies. Uh, for example, Sorensen is one, Purple is another, um, Convo is a third. So these are called video relay companies. So these are something that we, the deaf people use. You wouldn't necessarily have to call the company directly. What you do is you would call our phone number. And if it's our video phone, you'll, you'll be automatically connected with an interpreter. You won't see the interpreter because you'll be on the phone, right? Um, so the interpreter will connect to our video phone. We will see the, the interpreter on a video screen. And all you need to do is talk on your phone just like you would a normal conversation. So, so we will see the interpreter and they'll say, hey, this person's calling you. And I'll say, okay, sure, let's talk or I'll get whoever you're calling for. And the interpreter, so we will sign to the interpreter and you will hear their voices and you will talk to us through the interpreter just like through an interpreter in person. Um, so and also just a tip when you're, when you're using an interpreter, speak to the deaf person directly. Don't say, tell the person or tell Christy this, just speak directly to me. Okay. Just imagine that the interpreter is the person to whom you're speaking and it'll be a very natural conversation. So that's anyway, video phones have been a great way for deaf and hearing people to communicate. And Christy is also saying, please be patient when you, when you are on the phone with a video relay call, because sometimes there's a bit of a delay. Um, my daughter will try to call me and she'll say, wow, I was on hold for a couple of minutes. And then I finally got the interpreter. A lot of times hearing people don't understand what's going on as well with, with a video relay call. So if you get a call that says this is the video relay, don't hang up, stick with it. Also, um, right, that's, that's right. A lot of times somebody will, will never have got a call and they'll, they'll hear somebody saying, hi, this is interpreter. And they'll think it's a video, uh, they think it's a telemarketer and it's not. So then the deaf person has to call again. They'll notice it's the same number. And so please be patient. Sometimes it's not a video. I mean, it's, it's not a telemarketer. Sometimes it's a video relay call. So be aware with that. And so typically you'll hear something like, hi, this is Sorensen Video Relay. And you'll hear that name Sorensen. It's not a telemarketer, don't hang up. Um, text and email, of course, sometimes video phone isn't very easy because deaf people may miss the call or their video phone may be in one room in the house and they may be, they may be in another room and miss the call. So it's also kind of nice if, if you can follow up with a text or an email if you have that option. It's a good option. And I'd like to add a couple more things with regard to lip reading. Hearing people um, in the past, I have 
I have seen, they have the misconception that, well, if a deaf person can read my lips, that, that means they're an expert and they're really, really good. But honestly, reading lips is very hard work. And like Christy said, you miss a lot. You, you may be getting 50% of what the person is saying. And, and so again, that person is not going to get 100% of what you say when they're depending on lip reading. So also if a person, you know, doesn't have a lot of mouth movement when they talk or has a, a big droopy mustache or a big beard, it really honestly depends on the situation and the person to whom we're speaking. So be aware that lip reading, you know, we may be missing a lot. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. The second thing that I wanted to mention uh, with regard to deaf people and hearing people texting, again, like Christy mentioned, I may hold my phone up to you. Again, please don't, don't take it away. Now, also there are apps, by the way, that you can download and speak into that are speech to text apps. That may make it a lot easier to communicate. Okay, it's not great for a really long spoken conversation, but for a little short conversation, they work really well. So, so be thinking about those apps you can download. And here are a few examples of apps. Um, and these aren't a ton, but, but these are a few. Um, Sorensen Buzz Cards. These are simple for when dealing with a deaf person. And they've got things like, where's the bathroom? How can I help you? Uh, these are simple, they're like flashcards that, that, that you can use to communicate with one another. Cardzilla. Um, these are a little bit smaller, but they're, but they're pretty easy to understand. Um, they don't necessarily, what, what it allows you to do is have to, 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 to change the size of the font so that it's a little bit easier. It doesn't make it huge. It, it will kind of, you kind of don't want to have these giant words on your screen when you're communicating with someone, but you can actually adjust the font of these cards when you're going back and forth. Google Live Transcribe. Okay, that's an app that, that deaf people will frequently download to their phones. And if they're interacting with a hearing person, it will transcribe what the hearing person is saying. Now, again, it's not 100% effective, not 100% accurate, but it works pretty well and we can get the gist of what's going on. Um, for example, um, I had to go to the doctor uh, for one of my kids and it was for my kid and I didn't think I needed to use the interpreter. So I got Google Live Transcribe open and I was able to tell what was going on in the conversation. And if I wasn't able to, I, was able, I, I could interject and ask some more questions. Ava is another live transcription app. Uh, it doesn't work in big groups, but if you're in a small group and you're close to the people and the people are speaking loudly enough for the app to understand them, it does a pretty good job with transcriptions. Um, so these are a few apps that you can sign up for. Uh, and Ava is one you need to set up an account for, but once you've got it, it works pretty well. And as Christy mentioned, you know, technology has come a long way, it can do a lot for improving the, you know, how smoothly interactions go between deaf and, and hearing people. Um, just, you know, look, look around for some apps and um, there are a ton of free apps out there. Um, it, and also some of these apps availability depend on whether you have Android or Apple. Some of these apps are free, some of them are for a fee. So it's up to you what you wanna, what you wanna test out and try. Okay, here are some what not to do <laughs> with a deaf person, okay? So when you find out that we're deaf, um, 
you know, don't just think, oh, this is going to be a struggle. Let me go get somebody else to come in and help. Don't try not to do that. Try to do it yourself. Don't just run away and grab somebody else. Um, another thing, if, if we're in line, like at a fast food restaurant, um, have paper and pencil ready and deal with this. And then don't like hand us the piece of paper and let the next person in line come up. That's kind of a rude thing to do. We appreciate it. You let us have our turn. Um, remember some deaf people lip read, not all people deaf, not all deaf people lip read. Remember that let us decide what the best way to communicate with you is. If somebody points to their ears and indicates that they're deaf, don't start yelling. That doesn't help. <laughs> Please. Um, keep trying. They may not understand you. Don't give up. Don't get frustrated and give up. That makes us feel like we're not important to you. It makes us feel like we're not worth your time. Don't do that. <laughs> deaf, uh, deaf people have actually, I mean, hearing people have actually offered us braille menus. We are deaf. We're not blind. Please don't give us a braille menu. Another thing to remember is we don't need your pity. When you find out that we're deaf, don't say, oh, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. This is who I am. I'm not, I'm not missing out on life. I'm okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Anything to add, Christy? Um, let me see your list here. I think we're good. Okay, so often um, there are deaf-friendly establishments and deaf people, when they realize that an establishment is deaf-friendly, they, they will patronize it more frequently. Um, there may be somebody who works there who is familiar with communicating with deaf people and they're comfortable with deaf folks. They may know us well. Um, they know what we need. They know how to interact with us. They're okay with us asking for help. Deaf-friendly establishments make us feel included. They make us feel like we are part of the community and we're not extra work. They know us, they know who we are, and they're willing to do what it takes and they act naturally around us. Um, when an establishment is deaf friendly, I feel like I can shop there or eat there or do my business there as a normal person. I don't feel like I'm at a circus and, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm a circus freak and everybody's staring at me. Honestly, I've been in places before people are just really curious and they're kind of goggling at me and it's not a great feeling. Um, deaf friendly establishments um, are effective. And, and they're, they're quick with access to communication. They know whether we'd rather speak or, or, or write notes or point, and, they, and they're comfortable with that. Also, deaf-friendly establishments make me feel like I'm an equal. They make me feel at ease. Um, and again, when a deaf person patronize, patronizes a place and feels comfortable, um, they know that those person aren't going to, those persons in those establishments aren't going to assume anything about us. They know that they're going to go with our preferred approach to communication. Um, oh, and here's, by the way, you may have a new employee who's deaf. Get to know them. Find out what their preferred communication style is. Let them help you uh, learn the most effective way to, to work as a team with them. This will help your business as well.
Christy, I'm going to let you start. Some of this is self-explanatory. Uh, we don't have to go too deeply into it, but I, I asked a few deaf people some experiences of theirs, and some of these are my own experiences. But, um, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you sit down and you make an order and the server comes and um, if you want to ask, you know, I, I, I don't want this on my hamburger. I don't want this on my on my plate. Could you change this order for me? Some of them are really handy with a, with a, a pen and a, and a pad of paper. And that's great. Um, like for or example, I'll go to a store and I love it. Some some people I'll say I'm deaf and they say okay that's fine and, and and they just look normal. They don't get any funny expressions on their face. You know they're like okay great. You told me you're deaf. What what else do you need? You know it's very nice to not be treated like something is out of the ordinary when I tell them they're deaf. I had an experience with an employee one time, and that employee knew sign and they they could finger spell and they you know they took that initiative to do that and I felt like I was respected respected. The communication wasn't per perfect, but it was a very positive experience because I knew that person was willing to try to communicate with me. Um, and, you know, sometimes people, people act shocked that I'm deaf and, and, and I can speak. <laughs> um, don't make a big deal out of it to, to say, oh, wow, you speak really well. That's a little bit rude. And to be honest with you, just because I'm deaf doesn't mean that I don't speak. <laughs> yeah, and Christy's saying, right, some people think you're, you're not what I thought a deaf person looked like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my husband's experience um, or, ordering a number two combo and that person couldn't understand them, uh, couldn't understand him. I want a number two. They just held up the number two. And, you know, this is pretty common. You know, you hold up the number two and, and the hearing person looked like they were completely shocked. My husband was pointing at the board and saying number two. Uh, you know, with, you know, it's just a burger with fries, you know, and, and I actually had to step up and say number two out loud. And I think that hearing person just had brain freeze because they were, they were approached by a deaf person and just didn't know what to do. So don't freeze up. Of course, drive through problems. You're aware that, you know, you've seen these, these funny commercials on Facebook and, and these, uh, or you've seen the articles where somebody has sued uh, um, a restaurant because they won't accept deaf people in the drive-through. Um, you'll see stories about that. Christy, I don't know if you want to elaborate with that, but yes, I've had a lot of experience. Um, I'll go up to the window and say a number four and the person will just kind of look around like they're stunned. You know, they won't even look at me and I'll have to point number four, please, right there. It's right there on the sign. You've got one, two, three, four on the sign. What's the big deal? What am I doing wrong here? I'm holding up a four. But people just get, they, they look like they're, again, the deer in the headlights. But we're kind of used to it. You know, we, we repeat ourselves or we'll resort to a pad, and pep, a pad and paper. But yes, Christy says deaf people have a lot of problems going through the drive-through. Um, because the, the workers treat us like we're a waste of their time. They treat us like it's a big deal, you know, and look, I, I, I'm aware you've got other customers, but I, I do want to give your restaurant a little business. You know, since COVID, it seems like things have actually gotten a little bit better because everybody's in the drive through now. They, they don't have any, some of their uh, dining rooms are closed. And so it's not, it's not all the way better, but I've noticed there has been improvement with drive through service. People are a little bit more patient. So, so far it's been a little bit better. It also depends on the restaurant, depends on the community. If the community um, 
has more deaf people and they're kind of familiar with interacting with deaf people, it's great. Um, sometimes I'll go to a new place on vacation or something and, and the folks will act like they've never seen a deaf person. So honestly, every situation is different. Um, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll even try to rely on really common gestures and, and things don't work. Um, you'll, you'll point at the board and, and the hearing person behind the counter acts like you're speaking Swahili to them or something, you know. It, you know, hearing people use gestures too. I use the same gestures you are and you still don't get it. And then um, that final um, little mention right there, masks. Um, this still happens, you know, people talk through their masks and I can't, I'm not a terribly gifted lip reader, but I can lip read a little bit. And I'll ask the person, would you mind lowering your mask for me? So it'll help. And, and the person won't lower their mask. So I can't lip read them. Just be aware of that. It can, it can add to frustration. Sometimes I'll say, that's fine. Okay. And I'll just leave the establishment um, if I feel like I'm not being respected. Um, or I will write a note saying, look, I asked you to help me and you didn't. And I, I don't appreciate that, you know it's honestly not my job to educate the public, but sometimes we have to. Christy, anything else to add to that? I think we're good. Okay, how to use an interpreter. Um, the Americans with Disabilities Act um, is, is a law. Now I'm not terribly familiar with all of the articles in the law, but I do know that it's it is required to provide interpreters uh, for deaf people who are going to things like doctor's appointment. Now, uh, it's far better than it used to be. Um, sometimes a doctor's office will ask me themselves, shall we provide you an interpreter? And if it's something simple, I may say, no, I don't need one for this particular meeting, but I appreciate that I have the ability to say no. Uh, it's a very nice thing because that tells me, well, they're aware of the law and they're asking me. I really do appreciate that. <clears throat> um, some places you know, are completely ignorant of this, but it's, it's nice to be asked. Um, let me see. Um, as Christy mentioned, don't talk to the interpreter. Tell her I said, speak directly to the deaf person, act like the interpreter isn't in the room, okay? And look at me while you're talking to me, don't look at the interpreter. Make eye contact with the deaf person rather than with the interpreter. Okay, it's, it's much more natural to communication if you're looking at me. Don't, also don't pull the interpreter aside for a private conversation, you know, make little side comments. Please don't do that. Act as though the interpreter isn't present in the room again. And um, I've actually had folks say, uh, you know, I'll make an appointment someplace and they'll say, oh, will you be bringing your own interpreter? I don't have an interpreter on my personal payroll. <laughs> I don't have an interpreter on staff. It is the, it is the, uh, <clears throat> the doctor's office or the business's you know, requirement to bring the interpreter. Also make sure the interpreter is certified, not just somebody who knows a little bit of sign language. You know, oftentimes uh, a person whom you think is, is talented in sign may not know all the ins and outs of interpreting. And Christy, I think may have some comments on that as well. You know, and depending on where you are and what's going on, for example, at a doctor's office, you can't just bring anybody in. You can't bring, oh, oh, my secretary knows a little sign language. One of the nurses knows a little sign language. We can work this out. No, this is a very specific setting. You know, medical settings, legal settings require 
um, certified interpreters. Now Alabama has permits as well, and permitted interpreters are appropriate in some settings. Now, again, the Americans with Disabilities Act states that a, that a deaf person has access to that communication. Will um, just anybody off the street know how to interpret for these huge diagnoses that doctors share or these legalese that lawyers share? You know, if there's miscommunication, there's a lot of liability if you don't have an appropriately certified interpreter because, you know, the wrong medicine can be given, that kind of thing. Christy's saying, you know, like at a church service, sometimes someone will provide interpreting who's not certified. And, you know, church communication is a little bit different than communication out in the community when you're accessing services. <clears throat> and, and also um, be aware that interpreters have a code of ethics that they follow. Your communication with that interpreter is going to be, is going to be confidential. What you say is between you and that and, and that deaf person. And, and if an interpreter is not certified, they may not follow that code of ethics. They may not follow that confidentiality. Um, so, and also don't view the interpreter as the deaf person's personal assistant who, who, who carries their pen and paper with them or carries their documentation with them. The interpreter will be there to interpret, to provide access to communication between you and the deaf person. And that's what they're there for. That's all they do. And Christy's asking, Dean, do you have anything you'd like to add? I, I think that you covered it pretty well. Um, just, just remember that it's okay to ask the interpreter to see their certification. Um, and I, I think that uh, Christy and Christy will offer a list of a few resources for interpreting agencies. And it's important to ask those agencies are these interpreters certified or are they permitted? Because um, it's kind of a bit of a different level of skill and experience. Um, otherwise, I think you guys have covered it great. Thank you, Dean. Oh, let me add, um, licensure and certification, of course, it depends on where you are. The court system, you can't just bring any old interpreter into the court. Um, and the court cannot ask a deaf person to bring an interpreter with them, okay? Uh, there are very specific needs in these different settings. So just keep in mind, um, an interpreter isn't just someone who can sign. An interpreter is somebody who is trained, has taken coursework, and understands how the process of interpreting works. And in court, and in court situations, the, the interpreter will know how the legal system works as well. Okay, you ready for us to teach you some basic signs? I think what we'll take turns. So this is the sign for hello. You can say hello or hi. That's an easy one. <laughs> That's an easy one. You can just wave. That works. Just say hi, just wave your hand. That works too. Can I help you? Okay, you can sign the sign for help. This is the sign for help. Help you. You don't have to say can. You can just say help you like this. That's good enough. Deaf person, the deaf person will know what you mean and they'll be fine with that. This is to take notes. You can, you can uh, gesture, take notes. ASL um, is different than English and you don't necessarily have to sign every English word. So you don't have to fingerspell can I help you or sign can I help you. You can just sign help you like that. This is the sign for thank you. Thank you.
be careful. Don't sign it this way. You don't want to come up front under your chin. That's an insult. Come from in front of your chin. Say thank you. <laughs> How are you? How are you? That is the sign for how are you? This is the sign for fine, fine. Or you can sign good, fine or good. Yeah, good, good is, um, you'll, you'll, when you sign good without that second hand, it looks a little bit like thank you. It's a little bit different, but deaf people tend to be a little bit lazy. We'll sign one-handed and we'll sign good. And it'll look a little bit like, like thank you. You'll, you'll know what it means from the context. You'll know. You'll get it. Have a good day. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's next? Are you deaf? You deaf. This is the sign for deaf from your ear, from your ear to the corner of your mouth. Are you deaf? And then you can make the little question mark sign if you wish. Are you deaf? This is the sign for yes. And this is the sign for no. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Again, this is yeah the word sorry. Um, don't again don't you don't say oh you're deaf I'm sorry don't do that. Say sorry when you've made a mistake or <clears throat> you know when there's been a miscommunication or something not because we're deaf. All right. Here is a list of a few interpreter agencies around the area. And Dean, do you know where they are? AIDB has regional centers all around the state. Um, this particular one, I think, is Talladega. Um, Bright Signs is based in Huntsville. M and N is based in Birmingham and deaf access is based in Huntsville. However, um, all of them offer services pretty much all around this part of the state, the north and the northeast part of the state. All four of these agencies will, will work in our area. I would like to add, um, if you call one of these agencies, and they don't serve your local area. Maybe maybe they're too far north, or you've got something going on way uh, you know way far south of the state. They typically can give you a, give you a referral to another agency uh, because um, agencies have have contacts all over the state. They know where people are in different regions of the state. So don't be afraid to ask. Hey, have you, have you got some information for me that that might help with providing someone in this particular area? ASL classes, there are ASL classes offered around the state. AIDB offers classes via Zoom. And typically they offer them in person, but lately it's been via Zoom due to the pandemic, right? COVID, um, there have been limits put on what's offered out there due to the pandemic, but there are, um, you know, resources out there in the community that are pr still providing ASL classes. Sometimes they're free, sometimes they're for, they're for money. Just kind of look in your area and see what's out there. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a very advanced signer. If you've got some basic sign skills, it's great. And here, here's some, some options for you. Okay, we've got a fun little video. <laughs> this is, 
Um, this may a little bit of a shock, maybe a little bit of a shock to some of you, but these are a couple guys who dress in drag <laughs> and they, they, they make a lot of funny videos about real life experiences that deaf people have. I mean, just experiences A to Z that deaf people have out, out in the community. So look, look them up on YouTube. It's called Deafies in Drag. That's the name of their, of their account, Deafies in Drag. You'll see tons of videos that they've got out there. We picked one of the videos that kind of fits with our presentation because it's just so over the top and ridiculous, but it does talk about what we've been discussing today. And I think you'll get the idea. And let's see if we can get this going here. I think that's good. I think you get the idea. <laughs> This is, you know, as Christy was saying, kind of want to give you the idea of often this is what deaf people get when we go into a business. Uh, these are the responses. You see that guy was sign signing one small drink, that gesture? That's just clear gesture. That's as clear as it can get, right? But we still get the deer in the headlights look. So this is kind of a funny example. We use one of these a little bit of humor of what real life experience of deaf people can be. And this happens all over the place, believe me. Whoops. Let me. Okay. And now it's time for Q&A. We are open to any questions that, that folks might have. And let me close screen sharing here. Oh, we, I think we had a quote at the end. Let's go back to that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's just a very brief quote. Let's, let's do that first real quick. If I can find it. Is it gone? There it is. Here we are. So that's, it doesn't honestly matter whether you're deaf or hearing. The only difference between us is that one of us is deaf and, and one of us is hearing. We are capable of functioning. So don't look at deaf people like people who can't. So that's, that's that. Okay, now I'll stop screen sharing. <laughs> All right, attendees, do we have uh, any questions for hosts? And as usual, um, sometimes you might have a question if you're not comfortable saying it live or if you think about it later, feel free to email us at the chamber. My email is ashleej at calhounchamber.com, but... Um, you have any questions, feel free to put it in the chat. Chris is saying, oh, just, uh, I wanna let you know, it's hard to offend us with questions. We're very open-minded and um, we've seen everything already. So don't, don't be afraid. I have a question. So Christy and Christy, if a business demonstrates that they are deaf friendly, what happens typically? Like for example, if a restaurant has servers who can sign or are very flexible, what's something that happens with the deaf community? Christy will, is saying, well, deaf people will tell other deaf people. And the next thing you know, you'll have plenty of customers frequenting your restaurant. And I wanna to add to that because deaf people very often uh, don't have such positive experiences, they, are, they get excited about it. It really lifts their spirits and they tell the community about it. 
So if you guys are listening, chamber members, it's definitely important to make those steps. You've heard it from the community themselves. <laughs> well, all right, I suppose we don't have any questions. Like I said, if anybody does think of anything, uh, feel free to reach out and I will put you in contact with these ladies. And if it's an interpreter question, I'll put you in touch with Dean. <laughs> uh, but I would say thank you for joining us today. Welcome, and Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your time viewing. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I guess unless there's anything else you guys would like to say, we're going to wrap it up for today. Oh, Casey Walker says, I want to say thank you. So many helpful things. Thank you. All right, well, I think that will conclude this month's business toolkit webinar series. Um, again, any questions, let us know, but I wanna thank our guests again for joining us and I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you and have a good day. Thanks, bye-bye. <laughs>